0: Welcome to The Rhythm of Us podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. This past year, we released a book we've been pouring our hearts and souls into for quite some time, and it's called The Rhythm of Us, and it's available now wherever you get your books.
1: Throughout this season, we'll be exploring the five rhythms from our book, as well as sitting with and learning from wise leaders, mentors, and friends in our life about the intentional rhythms that can lead us closer to God and closer to each other.
0: Well, here we are, babe, with a special series on the rhythm of us. This is week one of a five-week series that we're about to break down these five rhythms that we love so much that we've written in our book, and we are so excited to have this series go live today.
1: Yep. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like Chris said, um, over the next five weeks, we're just going to really take some time and dive deeper into each of the five rhythms. Uh, So hopefully this will be helpful to you as you're reading the book. If you haven't grabbed it, we just want to encourage you to grab a copy of the book. I think it's on sale right now. (laughs) It's on sale. (laughs) On Amazon.
0: snag it on Amazon or maybe books a million.
1: Books a million. Airports. Or airports. I mean, so fun to see all the places it's showing up. Um, If you are traveling and you find it in airport. You have to tag us. Please. Please tag us. We would love to see all the places that it's showing up. But guys, we're so glad that you're here with us today, and we're excited to jump in.
0: Yeah, so not only are we the hosts today, but we're also the guests. Weird. Weird. It is, so weird. <laughs> So if you've been listening to the rhythm of us for a really long time, obviously we usually sit in the host seat, have great guests in, but you're with us this week yeah. and the next few weeks because we're going to be sharing all about the rhythm. So we're glad you guys are here. We hope you came ready. Grab your books and let's dive into rhythm number one.
1: You know, you can't have a favorite rhythm, but... This is one of my favorites. because I think you're gonna say that every week. I, I will. think you're gonna go, I know. you know,
0: maybe this one's my favorite <laughs> rhythm. I'm not sure, but.
1: They all but feel very special. They
0: are. They're like kids, right? They are,
1: yeah. Uh, and they all do go together, but this was the first one. Yeah. Um, when we sat down to think through, okay, what are the rhythms that have carried us over the last 17 years? When we sat down with other couples and asked them the same question, this was the number one yeah. rhythm that came to the surface first. And,
0: and we it, knew it needed to be number one. Yeah. Like yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. Because I think it kind of sets the tone for the other ones. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you don't have this one and you have the other ones, they don't really work as so well. So true. So um, it's what we call the rhythm of speaking life. And it's the idea of honoring and affirming your spouse um, with your words and there's so much to it. And we'll try and, and get to all that we can today. But there's a beautiful scripture that we love, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we have the choice. We've been given the wonderful gift from the Lord to choose the words that we speak over each other, over ourselves. Um, and they have power. He's given us power in our words. I love what Eugene Peterson says. Um, you might hear me quote him from time to time. <laughs> Or all the time, from time to time or every day. I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) But he says, um, words create, God's word creates, and our words get to participate in the creation as well. Mm. We can create the reality of our life with the words we speak. And in regards to our marriage, we can transform each other's lives. We can help shape the person that our spouse is becoming by the words that we choose to speak over them. I mean, that is a sobering reality. One of the other quotes I love from John Eldridge that he told us on one of our podcast interviews is that you are the most powerful person in your spouse's life, not their parent, not their kid, you as their spouse, you are the most powerful person in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that That requires us taking some responsibility um, and thinking through intentionally the way that we talk to each other. It's just so huge.
0: I feel like if you were, you're you're going to buckle in and hang out with us for these next five weeks to talk about all the rhythms. If I was a teacher in class, I'd be like, look, (laughs) this is important. You want to make sure you listen to this one. And, you know, when you think about speaking life and when God created the heavens and the earth, what did he do? He spoke them into existence i mean he is he is setting an example and tone for us with the power of words he used his words to speak and breathe life into adam and eve into all creation and so there is true power in the words that we speak and truly i think for those listening out there right now that you know have a husband and wife or you know maybe you're engaged and you're thinking about the idea of this this concept speaking life everyone's probably sitting listening thinking to himself like do we speak life? What does that look like? Now, we're going to dive in here in a second what that looks like practically, but I think we're going to give you just kind of an idea. What what does it actually mean to live this out and to speak life over each other?
1: So one of our favorite mentor couples talked about this rhythm with us on the very first mentor weekend that we ever had when we were engaged. We were, I mean, how old were we?
0: We were young <laughs> whippersnappers. Young babies. You look the same as you do today <laughs> Oh, Thank then. you. But yeah, we were just a few years ago, just, yeah. just maybe a couple of decades um, ago. <laughs>
1: yes, this was one of our favorite mentor couples who we quote a lot in the book and who we've had on the podcast before, Mike and Linda Adler. If who you have, actually married us. They married us, and they did our premarital kind of boot camp weekend, mm-hmm. and it was just one of the most special weekends um, yeah, it really was. of our young married life. And they taught us so much, but the very first principle that they taught us was this idea that our words hold power and Mm -hmm. that we can choose to bless each other or curse each other Mm -hmm. with our words. And if you think of right now, the couples in your life, your mentor couples, the, the couples that you admire the most, who seem somehow wildly in love after being married for decades, I guarantee you, If you study the way that they speak to and about each other, there is just this underlying level of respect that is true of healthy couples. The way that they talk about each other and towards each other is full of love and respect. I love what um, John Mark Comer says about honoring each other. He says that when we choose to honor someone, we open ourselves up to the beauty and the gift that they carry. But the opposite is true as well. When we choose to dishonor someone, we cut ourselves off from all the beauty and the gifting that God has given them to benefit us as well. And I just love that idea, that picture, when we choose to honor each other in our marriage. God has given us gifts so that we can strengthen each other. We can lean on each other's strengths. And when we honor that, when we take the time to affirm it, we're putting ourselves in agreement with that gifting and we get to benefit from that as well. But the opposite is true. When we when we dishonor each other with our words, we cut ourselves off from that beautiful blessing that God intended.
0: You know, I think it might be good for us to just take a second and talk about what it. The opposite of speaking life, what it looks like, is how it plays out in your marriage. And one great example is if you've ever been out with other couples, maybe in a group date or double date, and you're all just having fun. You're telling stories of life, kids, situations, and you know it's good to have fun and joke and whatnot. But what happens is when you're not speaking life, is you often find yourself or that couple. Uh, using the other person as kind of the butt of the joke versus just kind of telling a story of how we did this and we together, but it's like, listen to what she did or listen to what he did. You know, When you start to do that, that's actually not speaking life. It can feel harmless, but at the end of the day, it actually is causing pain and it's sowing some seeds that you definitely don't want sprouting in your life. Another way it can play itself out is really no words whatsoever. You're thinking thoughts, but you're not actually saying the words out loud and kind of depriving someone of having life spoken over them. And so there's a myriad of examples and ways, but those are just a couple that we wanted to highlight before we kind of dive into the practical side of how you can live this out in your marriage.
1: That's really good. So, all right, what are some practical ways that we can begin to grow in this rhythm? There's three things that we outline in the book, and the first one um, is to affirm the good. And this sounds really simple, but it's often the simplest things in life that can make the biggest difference. And it's just that if you think something nice, say it out loud. Again, this sounds really simple, but it's not actually easy to do, especially if you're not in the habit of doing it. You can feel kind of awkward with it at first. This was me when we first got married. I just wasn't in the habit of speaking out loud the nice things that I felt, you know? Chris is so good at it. I mean, he encourages everyone that he comes across, strangers at the (laughs) grocery store and people parallel parking while we're out walking downtown. I mean, he's just so good at letting people know they're doing a good job. Or if you think something nice, just saying it out loud. And I was thinking a lot of nice things. I just wasn't in the habit of saying them out loud. Uh, this is a great place to start. Just when you're thinking something nice, say it out loud. If that's hard, write it down. Leave them a note. Send them a text. Just when you think something nice, say it out loud. Um, in the book, we talk about affirming the good, looking for the good, working on the practice of training our eyes to really see the good in our spouse, and then taking the time to speak it out loud. And what we mean by affirming the Good is the good character that you see in them. So for us, that could look like, you know, when Chris is outside drumming on the trampoline with our girls. um, And I just have this moment where I'm like, man, he's such a great dad. It is my natural (laughs) tendency to just think that and then go on with whatever I'm doing, whatever task that I'm about to get lost in. But instead, taking the time to say, hey, when he comes back in you're such a great dad. I'm so grateful that you are the dad of my kids. Like you just are a great dad. And it could look like a million different things for you. But when you think something nice about who they are, see the good and speak it out loud.
0: It is true. I think you're going to find in this rhythm of, you know, speaking life, it probably comes naturally to one of the two. You know, somebody's probably got this gift. Words of affirmation is kind of their love language. They lean that way. And so if for some reason you are the one that is finding yourself like, hey, I think you're great. Uh, Thank you for taking care of the kids. Like anything you want to say to me, like just, (laughs) you know, just continue to serve in that way and speak life in that way. And eventually, it, it's almost virtually impossible for a spouse to have this modeled for them day in and day. I think that was just something for you. Where you, And, you know, I'm maybe a few times I was like, hey, it'd be great if you, you know, share a little bit more. But I think just kind of like you go, okay, he keeps saying this. He keeps sharing this with me. And it just naturally starts to come out. And I think sometimes spouses maybe get themselves, well, if you're not going to say anything, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we're withholding. But I would encourage you that even if you're waiting and you're holding out for your spouse, to also speak words of life, that you can start. You can start planting those seeds. And I guarantee you, you will reap a harvest on the other side. And at the end of the day, our goal is, is ultimately to emulate and be like Christ, right? To serve and posture ourselves in a way not necessarily wanting to receive, but ultimately just taking that step of, of loving this person, the person you said you're gonna give your life to, that you're gonna you're gonna commit your life to. Uh, that you are willing to say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to continue to tell them. Even if I'm not seeing it here, I believe there's going to be fruit on the other side. And so yeah, the second you see something good, even if you're like, trying to find the good, what's the good here? Hey, thanks for going to work today for our family. Thanks (laughs) for feeding the dog, for walking the dog. It, It can start small. It doesn't have to be like, Thank you for, and there's a poem on the other side of it. It can just be really simple things. Hey, thanks for bathing the kids tonight. Thank, you know, those kind of just a little bit of, of that, if you're just going, okay, where do I start? Start right there. with Very practical things you're seeing happening in your everyday life.
1: Yeah, that's really good. There's always something good. You 100%. Can, there's always something good you can find, even if it's small. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start. So the second way that we can practice this rhythm is to speak to the gift to affirm the gift, to look for the gifting that we see in our spouse. Um, We talked about affirming the character that we see in our spouse, but we can also take this rhythm to the next level by looking for the gifting and ability that we see in our spouse and then taking the time to affirm that in them and really encourage them in that gifting. I think it's an important thing to remember that we both entered into our marriage as whole people with Mm -hmm. gifts and dreams and abilities. And a lot of times over time, those can kind of get swallowed up as we add responsibilities and kids and, you know, doing mundane tasks. We can forget the giftings that we've been given. We can forget the dreams that mm-hmm. God's given us. But part of any healthy, thriving marriage is being able to look for and acknowledge the gift that God's put in your spouse and encouraging them to cultivate that.
0: Yeah, I think the, the, the interesting part is, you know, you talk about kind of the early days of, of marriage and seeing that and then life comes at you, kids and bills and responsibilities and all that or whatever. I think the thing that sometimes can be missed As we grow, you know, hopefully the idea is to continue to grow, grow in Christ, grow together, grow as individuals, grow as humans. Hopefully we're not still the same people we were when we were 22 at the age of 40, right? Uh, Giftings can shift and change and show up in different ways. A great example in our life is, you know, in your early 20s you did a lot of singing, you know, like that was a gift that God gave you. And it was a season that he gave you, you know. Now, today, if you were going to go throw on your pleather pants and go jump <laughs> on a stage to sing, I-, I would celebrate the gift and especially the pants. <laughs> but, but I think there's this place where it's like, I think your gifts are better served in writing this book and doing this podcast and pouring into our girls and serving in the local church i've seen your giftings expand that way and so i think another role here is speaking that is because you're kind of the the closest and greatest observer of your spouse Mm -hmm. and when you're watching when you're actually watching you're not just kind of floating by and trying to survive and you look and go wow, I see new giftings coming. Mm -hmm. The greatest way to speak life is to plant that seed and uncover that that maybe your spouse isn't seeing or maybe they are seeing just hoping that maybe you see it and speak to it. I mean, that is one of the coolest parts about being on this journey together as a couple.
1: Yeah, I think some of our greatest light bulb moments as individuals have come from hearing from each other, hey, Mm -hmm. you know what? I just noticed you're really good at this. Like, Mm. I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but because we have the front row seat in each other's lives, we get to see those things. We get to see, I get to see your eyes light up when you you are doing something that you love. And so if I can take the time to acknowledge that and affirm that in you, it's really powerful.
0: You know, I think another way that as we speak life and call out these gifts in, in our spouse is... There's, there's kind of one extra step. It's not like, you know I really see you as a great writer. Good luck. I hope you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's, there's a way to go. Not only do I see this and I'm going to affirm this and speak this over you, but I'm also going to practically help you live this thing out. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe you should get away for a couple of days and just do some writing. Maybe you should start a blog or whatever that would look like. The goal, our goal is to help that person that we said yes to for the rest of our life mm-hmm to fully step into the calling and the purpose that God has for them as an individual, as much as we do us as a couple and a team. And so I think practically speaking, like it's cool to say it out loud and say, here's a gift. I acknowledge it. The next level of coolness is saying, hey, now what are we going to do about this? And how can we put this into practice?
1: Yeah, I love that. That's so good. So the last way that we talk about really practicing this rhythm in our marriage is affirming the truth so we talked about affirming the good affirming the gift and then also affirming the truth what we mean by this is that we have noticed that thriving couples know who their spouse truly is and they will always question the circumstances contributing to their spouse's behavior before they question the character of their spouse. They know who their spouse truly is in Christ and they speak to that person not to the person who's wigging out right now. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this understanding of, okay, I'm going to have rough days. You're going to have rough days. But as the most powerful person in your life, I get to be the one to remind you who you truly are. And I get to remind myself who you truly are. If we're having a rough time, I can speak to that person instead of getting frustrated with whatever's happening in the moment or in the circumstance.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I mean, you know, stress in life and things come after us, and you know, and you know, maybe you lose a job, maybe you're having a hard time with kids or family, or who knows what. You're in the middle of a move, and so there's you're just off kilter, you're off balance, right? And so, one of the greatest gifts that we can have is when you know, in our life, in our marriage, I'm stressed about something or I'm doubting something, and and she'll just kind of pause and remind me, hey. This is who God is. First and foremost, we all have to remember the truth. You know, if we want to affirm the truth, affirm the truth that, that God loves us, Jesus is for us, right? And he is right there with us. Even sometimes just that. Just somebody going, hey... Let's just remember, we're not totally in control of this. God's got this, and we are His. That is truth. Affirming that truth, number one. But number two is, but hey, you are gifted. You are talented. Here's the work that you've done. Here's the, the amazing things that you've accomplished. Here's how you're loving our kids and me and providing for us and here's what I've seen happen through the years I mean that right there can literally bring someone back to balance and kind of set their plumb line where they go oh gosh okay thank you so much for saying that and gives them the boost they need to continue to go even if it is a rough season or stress and it may need to be said a few times and reminded a few times in that but uh, that is the gift that we have the opportunity to give our spouse when it comes to affirming the truth in their life.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we all have hard days and we all have hard moments, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's not a couple on this earth who doesn't have arguments who doesn't have hard days right (laughs) Right. even the happiest couples the most thriving couples still have things that they have to work through together I think what's helpful in those moments though is to remember that the way that I speak to my spouse matters Mm -hmm. right so on those hard days I need to be reminded here's what's true here's what's true about God here's what's true about you I don't need to be pushed down further into the mess or into the misery or into the depression whatever Whatever it is that's hitting me that day. I need my spouse. I need someone close to me to remind me, here's the truth. Mm-hmm. Here's who you are. Here's who God is. Here's who we are. And this is where we're going. This is where He's taking us. Um, it's just everything. It's, it's so important. What I do want to make sure we mention is that we are not saying to ignore problems that are happening mm-hmm. or ignore behaviors that are bothering you. Of course, you need to be open and honest about things that are bothering you in your marriage. But the way that we speak that honesty matters because if we successfully communicate how we honestly feel but we're using a tone that's harsh and destroys the person and the relationship in the process then we actually are failing and even if we're being honest the way in which we say it can actually cause more harm than the actual behavior we're trying to address so it's really important that we separate the person that we love from the behavior we don't i love what henry cloud says to be hard on the issue but be soft on the person so we can still speak to each other in a way that's loving and in a way that believes the best and the truth about our spouse and be honest and open about what's bothering us what's hurting us and seek to resolve that
0: yeah, that, that, is, that is so good, babe. I absolutely love that. Because it's true. You can be like, hey, you know what? You know, I think there's been times where, like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm in a funk. I'm in a season or whatever. Great example is like, okay, like, I'm out of shape. Like, I need to work out. You've been so great to bring truth. Truth <laughs> is what it is. To be like, hey you're an athlete this is who you are like I, this is what I know you want for our family you want to be there for our daughters and you walk them down the aisle you want to be there to mentor and love on our son and there's a way that you can call somebody up right yeah. speaking you can talk to like you talk about the issue right you're gonna you' gonna love them you're gonna kind of hate the issue but you can say hey look I'm gonna speak life to you because I love you and I believe in you and I think anytime in mean, the Bible even talks about it. it's all throughout proverbs you know that we love a good rebuke you know that's truth that still is truth you know and, And I think when we can speak that in love and we've built that trust, I mean, you talked about trust at the beginning of this, is we have trust and we have respect for each other that when you come to me and go, okay, there's something I need to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. And you're not saying like, yo, you need to fix this, 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 and this. Like, well, my ears are cut off. I'm not listening. But if you come to me in love, and I know we've put in the time, you then can come to me with truth, maybe Mm -hmm. a hard truth that I need to hear. But ultimately, you know, I have to have a heart postured to hear what you have to say. But at the end of the day, that's still speaking life to me. Mm -hmm. And it's still speaking truth.
1: That's really good. Okay, so this week, guys, together, we're going to give this a try. We're going to work on speaking life over our spouse. We're going to ask God to give us eyes to see the good, to see the gift, and to see the truth. And then we are going to intentionally speak it out loud over our spouse. Not on social media. No, that doesn't count.
0: When no one's looking.
1: (laughs) Yes, when nobody else is looking, um, just you and your spouse, take the time to speak those words of life over each other. I will give one caveat. Um, I think speaking words of life over your spouse in a meaningful way in public can be really wonderful. Mm. If it's like, you know, in front of your kids, certainly that does wonders for them as well. Um, I think in front of trusted friends can also be a great way to speak life over your spouse. But, you know, we're not talking about just of social media posts. We're talking about actual words that come from your heart towards your spouse about the good you see in them, the gift you see in them, and the things that are true about them.
0: One extra thing I want to say here before we kind of wrap up today is there's a way that you can speak life over your spouse when you're not in the same room as them. I'm talking coworker situations or different scenarios where you could be championing your spouse in front of others in a way one to honor them you know we're talking about honor honoring them in front of co-workers or maybe colleagues and you know depending on what environment you find yourself in all the time um, it's just another way to kind of establish to the outside world look I'm married I love that person and here's how great they are and not even doing it in front of them and it's great to do it to them in front of them but that's just another way that you can practice this out in your everyday life. So we're we're excited for you guys. Um, we are so thankful for each and every single one of you listening here. Week in, week out, you come. And we hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are. This ride that we've been on, this Rhythm of Us ride, it's just amazing all that God's doing. And we're just honored to be on it with you. So we'd love to hear from you guys. You can hit us up on social. And if you haven't yet, drop that five-star review on the book or right here on the podcast. It helps us spread the word and the message of The Rhythm of Us us
1: thank you guys so much for all the love that you have poured out on us already. We've heard from so many people enjoying the book and that just, oh my gosh, as an author, all the years that we poured into this book, that (laughs) is just so wonderful for us to hear. Um, It just means so much to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you for reading the book, for sharing it with your friends, for sharing comments with us on social media. We read every single one and we're just grateful for this message and for all of you that are reading it and that are being blessed by it. So um, you can find all the information um, from today's episode and anything about The Rhythm of Us over at our website, therhythmofus.com. And we would love to hear from you there. And we hope that you have such an incredible week practicing the rhythm of speaking life.
0: So with that being said, we will catch you next week as we dive into our next rhythm. God bless.